Well, it is Mother's Day, which means I get to preach, and it's been a year. So it's such a privilege to be able to do this. I uh, am honored to uh, be able to share what's on my heart today. Uh, it's something near and dear to what the Lord has been speaking to me personally. And so I'm very privileged to be able to share it with you. Um, Let's pray. Lord, I pray for the presence of the Holy Spirit to be with me and to be in this room. I pray for your ability to speak what's on my heart, for all that you've laid on my heart to say. Help me to speak your words and to share your passion. I pray that right now you would prepare our hearts. You would lay the foundation for change, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, as uh, Mary Ellen said, we're continuing on with the theme of happily ever after, uh, power of the Holy Spirit after Easter, Jesus was raised from the dead, went and left us with the Holy Spirit, which is a very powerful thing to leave us with. And my theme of the sermon today is Embrace Life. And so I'm going to introduce the sermon with a video. In this video, um, uh, the song of the video is one that uh, you will all recognize, I am sure. Um, but I wanted to um, read the words of the song to you um, just to lay the foundation um, enable you to take some time to listen to the video, um, to let the Holy Spirit uh, start work. I'm going to lay the foundation for a journey that we're going to go on today. And so I'm going to read the words to you. Some of you may be older and have forgotten the words to the song. Some of you might have known some of the words and just never known all of the words to this song. So I'm going to read them to you. From the day we arrive on the planet and blinking step into the sun, there's more to see than can ever be seen, more to do than can ever be done. There's far too much to take in here, more to find than can ever be found. But the sun rolling high through the sapphire sky keeps the great and small on the endless round. It's the circle of life. And it moves us all through despair and hope, through faith and love, till we find our place on the path unwinding in the circle of life. So as we watch this video, I want you to think of your life and let the Holy Spirit start to work in you and think of your journey as we think of this path unwinding on the circle of life.
that video when I saw it. it. It felt right to me of all the things that I was thinking about today. One of the things I loved about it was every aspect of music and life was embraced in that video. We had the tattoo drummer, we had the violin, we had the dancers, everything was included in that song. But today I want to look at um, Embracing life through the book of Timothy. And I want to look at 2 Timothy 1, uh, 5 through 7. It starts out by Paul talking to Timothy. And he says, I remember your genuine faith. For you share the faith that first filled your grandmother, Louis." and your mother Eunice, and I know that same faith continues strong in you. This is why I remind you to fan into flames the spiritual gift God gave you when I laid my hands on you. Today we're going to look at a story in the Bible of Paul and Timothy, and I'm going to take you on a journey of their journey in life. But we're not going to really talk about the circle of life, because life with God is really not a circle. Because it really is more like a slinky. Because this journey that we're on never really ends. And it really isn't linear. It kind of just goes like this. See the picture? I wanted to have one here. And you know I couldn't find one? I looked and I went to different places and they didn't have any. So I think a slinky is kind of seasonal. Or maybe it's kind of age-wise. And I might be in a different stage of life for slinkies. But a slinky is more kind of the circle of life that I like to talk about today. Because, you know, we just never get to the end of our circle of life. Our stage of life, our journey in life, just kind of morphs. It just kind of goes from one to the other. And if you're in the kingdom of God, guess what? It doesn't even end when you die. Because that's what our happily ever after story is all about. Because the happily ever after is when you get to the after, it ain't done. Because the good news is that Jesus died and he did not stay dead. He rose from the dead, and when you die, guess what? You are not going to stay dead either. You are going to be raised by the power of the Holy Spirit, and you will live forever. Now, we don't know what that stage of life is going to look like, so I'm not going to go into all of that today. I'm going to talk about the here and the now. We will leave the after for uh, God to explain to you when you see him. So, we are going to talk about Paul and Timothy. 
And so we're going to look at the stage of Paul and Timothy's life and how they interact in this slinky of life. So Paul and Timothy got to intertwine with each other, and we learn about their story in the book of, of Timothy. We read the story about the, uh, my main verse about how Paul told Timothy how he loved um, and he knew about this faith that Timothy had and how Timothy had this faith that um, was first in his grandmother and then his mother. And now he saw this faith in Timothy. This gift that Timothy had was in him from a young age. And then we hear in 1 Timothy 1.18 how Paul saw Timothy as a son. And it says to him that he saw Timothy as his son right at the very beginning of the book. And he addresses him as his son. So it gives us an idea that Timothy had been raised in this family of faith. And then he grew up with this gift. And who knows what he was like as a little boy. He may have been rambunctious. He may have taken the slinky and had it all over the house. He may have been that little boy drawing on the wall with his crayons. And his mother was like, what do I have here? But he was raised and then he intersected with Paul. And Paul addressed him as his son. He became close to Paul. Paul mentored him. He traveled with Paul on his missionary journeys. Paul was closely saw this gift that Timothy had, continued to develop this gift in Timothy. And then we hear that Timothy had been given a prophecy over him. In 1 Timothy 4, 14, it talks about the fact that Timothy is not to neglect the spiritual gift that he'd been given through prophecy. So we see another glimpse of this gift that Timothy had. He has this faith from when he's young. He's being mentored. This gift is being shaped and molded when he's walking with, with Paul. This gift is being developed. Paul is reminding Timothy that when he was younger, at some stage, he was given a prophetic gift. Maybe he was in a church like ours. Maybe he came forward one day and someone gave him a gift. Maybe he was out on the dock and some youth teacher gave him a prophetic word. Maybe he was on a youth retreat and someone gave him a prophetic word. Who knows? But this young man was being raised in the faith and he was given a prophetic word. And Paul was speaking out and calling this out, this gift that Timothy had. And he was calling it out in Timothy. And if you read the book of Timothy, you're going to read Paul's, uh, Timothy's story. I'm kind of giving you the abbreviated version of Timothy's life. He was a young man. He was growing. He's been giving prophetic words. He's going with Paul on his missionary journeys. And Paul is calling this out in him, this gifting of him. And then we hear Paul. I want to talk a little bit about Paul's story, because this is important for where I'm going today in this journey, my little slinky 
Maybe I'm making you dizzy right now because I've got you turning over. But let's go back a little bit um, to Paul. Okay. Let's go to 1 Timothy 1, 12 to 14. Paul's story is a little bit similar to Timothy's. In Paul grew up also in his faith like Timothy. But doing something a little different. He says here, I think, thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has given me strength to do his work. He considered me trustworthy and appointed me to serve him even though I used to blaspheme the name of Christ. In my insolence, I persecuted his people. But God had mercy on me because I did it in ignorance and unbelief. Oh, how generous and gracious our Lord was. He filled me with the faith and love that comes from Christ Jesus. Whoops. So Timothy started out as a young man. His faith was in his grandmother. His faith was in his mother. His faith was in him. He got a prophetic word at church. He went with Paul. He went on the missionary journeys. Paul is calling this out. He has a gift. And Paul, whoops, a little bit of a different journey. He also was a young man, also in his faith. E ouch. But he was persecuting the Christians. His journey was a little bit different, but the power of the Holy Spirit remarkably transformed Paul's life. Remarkably, his happily ever after started before he died. Turned his life around. He then was involved in mentoring Paul, uh, Timothy. Yeah. Radically, we read in the, in the New Testament, was used by God for incredible advancement of the gospel. Then if you read the whole book of First and Second Timothy, which I recommend you do because you'll get the full version and not my abbreviated version, Paul lands up in prison. Not quite the way Paul's life was expecting to go. And then he tells Paul, I mean Timothy, Paul tells Timothy that his life is about to change too. This gift that Timothy had is about to be changed. So I'm going to just carry on with my story and then I'm going to go backwards, you know, with that slinky that's going like this. We're going to go back like that. So Paul lands up in prison and then he writes from prison to tell Timothy that remember that faith you had and that journey you were on and that prophecy you had. Time to step up, young man. Time to ship out. Time to do what you need to do. And he says to him in 1 Timothy 4.12, he says to him, Now, young man, do not let anyone think less of you because you are young. Be an example to all believers in what you say, in the way you live, in your love, your faith, and your purity. So he's telling him, time to fly, time to go. I can't be there. It's now. You need to do what I've taught you to do. You need to go. Paul lands up in prison. He's in house arrest while he's writing the one book. Second Timothy, he's in prison. He's in jail. 
not maybe what he thought life was going to be like. And then he sends Timothy, and he starts instructing Timothy on what he's supposed to do. And he starts telling Timothy how to speak to old people, young people, women, children. But Timothy's a young man. And then Paul is stuck in prison. So now do you get my story? We got these young men, faith, raised, mentored, Paul, not so good. Holy Spirit moment, mentored, very good. Everything's good. Prison tells Paul, Timothy, off you go. Looks a little bit like the circle of life, doesn't it? If that had been his father, we would have said he passed the baton and he's let his son go. Doesn't that look like a nice circle of life? But what I want to point out in this story, and this is where I'm taking you backwards. Thankfully, we have a slinky because I can go backwards now. All right. So I want you to think about this story and think about yourself. Put yourself in this story because that's what Jesus did all the time. He told parables. And he made you think about yourself in that parable. Timothy had a gift when he was young, but he wasn't ready at the age of six to go preach to the older generation, right? But somebody had to teach Timothy. Timothy had that gift in him when he was young and it was developed along the way. It wasn't suddenly there when he was sent by Paul to go and teach. He had it in him. It changed as his life developed. Paul had that in him from when he was young. He didn't use his gift the way God intended it at the beginning, but he had the gift. Now, what if Paul gave up using his gift when he realized that he wasn't using it the right way. Where would we be today? What if you gave up on using your gift when you realized that you messed up? Where would we be if we didn't have your gift in this church just because you messed up? What is God saying to you today? He put a gift in each and every one of us when we were born. You have gone through life and you haven't had it easy. Or you have had it easy. It depends. Were you raised in a family that nurtured you and developed that gift? Have you walked in a stage of of life where your gift was nurtured and you were able to use it? What about the gift that suddenly your stage of life changed and you didn't have that gift anymore. When I was um, growing up, I became a Christian at the age of about 16. And all of a sudden, I did everything that there was to do. I played the piano. I taught Sunday school. I spoke in tongues. I prayed for the sick. I went out on a Friday night. I did everything that there was to do. I felt like I had every gift there was. And then I went to university and unfortunately made some very bad choices and quit. 
Now, I obviously didn't quit entirely because I am here today. But what would have happened if I had quit and never come back? The Lord thankfully redeemed that story because the power of the Holy Spirit is in us. The gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable. When you are in a stage of life and your gift looks like it's not able to be used because of where you are, does that gift go away? No, you have it. So when I was in college and I was not walking with the Lord, were my gifts there? They were there. Was I using them? No. Whose fault was that? Mine. Where are you now? When I came back to the Lord and became a believer and started walking with the Lord and was using my gifts and I went back and got my degree and I was working and I was felt like I was, you know, uh, inspired and doing all kinds of things. And then I became a mom. I thought to myself, now what do I do? I have all my gifts. Now what do I do? What, what do I do with where am I? Did I still have all those gifts I thought I had? I didn't know what to do with them at that point. I'm like, what do I do now? The Lord was saying, you are still the same person. You are just in a different place. You still have the same gifts. Use them where I have put you. Timothy was a young boy growing up. He had that gift. He went with Paul on a missionary journey. Imagine what he felt like. He's with the head honcho. He's using his gifts. It's awesome. And then Paul gets put in prison. Maybe Timothy didn't think he was ready yet to fly. Maybe he thought he was too young. He must have. Because Paul had to turn around to Timothy and said, don't let anybody look down on you because you are too young. Timothy must have thought he was too young if Paul had to say that to him. But what if I turned around today and said to you, don't look anyone look down on you because you are too, fill in the blank, too old, too much of a teenager, too much of a five-year-old, too retired, fill in the blank. There is no retiring in the kingdom of God. The use of our gift changes over time. Paul, let's look at his slinky of life. He was raised in the Jewish faith, had an encounter with God. His gift was the same. God gave him a gift, but the way it was used changed depending on his stage and where he was in life. He, he had this in him. But he used it differently depending on where God had him and what knowledge he had and the understanding he had of scripture and the understanding he had of himself. How much has your understanding of yourself changed since you were 10? Since you were 16? Hopefully it's changed. Since you were 25? Since you were the age where you thought you knew it all? And mom and dad knew nothing. And then somehow at whatever age that happens, all of a sudden mom and dad know a little bit more than they knew before. 
we learn about ourselves spiritually. God teaches us as we grow. And as that happens, he uses us differently. But he uses us. You are never redundant. Your gift never goes away. You use it differently. Even if you mess up. Paul was persecuting Christians, people. But his gift was still there. And God used it. The other thing is, we need each other. No man is an independent circle. We need each other. Timothy could not have gone where he was without his family. Timothy needed Paul. But I venture to say Paul needed Timothy. If you read through the book of Timothy, Paul is always saying to Timothy, I wish you could come and be with me. I wish you could come because I would long to be with you because you were like a son to me. He needed the interaction between Paul and Timothy. We need each other in this body. Everybody needs their gifts. What about when Paul landed in prison? What about when you are in a situation where you think you have it all together and then it is taken out from under your feet and you are paralyzed. Everything you know to be true, everything you know to be, you are able to do is gone. Either physically gone like Paul is in prison and you cannot do anything. It's an illness or a physical, you are stuck at home or you lose your job or something like that. What happens then? Does your gifting go away? Are you no longer you? Are you no longer valuable to this church? Are you no longer valuable to God? Are you no longer valuable to those around you? The answer is no. Of course you are. You are the same person. You have the same gifting. You have the same ability to be used by God, but it will look different now. One of the problems we have as human beings is we think we need to have it the way we want it to be. At the time that we want it to be. I don't know if Paul was ready to be put in prison yet. I don't know if Timothy was ready to fly. I don't think he was. Or Paul would not have told him, don't let them look down on you. I don't know if Paul was ready to be in prison or he wouldn't have written, Timothy, I wish you could come to me. Maybe he was. But no matter where you are, God is saying to you, at this time where you are, you are needed to do what you are called to do. Because if you don't, the person who's coming up alongside you will not be allowed to fly. If you do not embrace life where you are at each season of life, at each stage of life, somebody else will not be allowed to fly. If Timothy's mother did not embrace the stage of life she was in 
to mentor, to pour out, and to give to her child, he would not have been able to go to where he needed to be. If Paul had not embraced where he was and let go of what he had done, to go and be where he was, we would not get, have gotten what we want, but Timothy would not have gotten what he got. If Timothy had not let go of his relationship with Paul and embraced the prophecy he was given and embraced what Paul had taught him and said, okay, I'll do this, he would not have been able to go back and teach the older people, the women, the men, the children. It's a full circle. He went back and taught older people. People, This was not a line of you just go a little boy, you get taught, you become an old man, and then when you're an old man, you go back and teach the little boys. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't have to wait for that. He was a young man, and he was going back and teaching the old men. There's no, there's no linear thing. Whatever stage you find yourself, if you do not step up into your gifting, somebody is losing out. And it goes full circle. We have young children in our church who have incredible prophetic gifting. If the Sunday school teachers don't call that out of them when they're five and six and seven and bring them up here and have them stand up here and pray over you, guess what? You are losing out. We have incredible people in our church who have incredible gift to teach children. And if you're sitting in here Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and you are not in there teaching those children, those children are losing out. And we are losing out. What is it that God has called you to do? What does it look like now? It might not look like what it looked like when you were 12. It might not look like when you were in your prime executive running a business. It might look like that during the week, and it might look quite different on the weekend. I've seen some guys and women who look very, <clears throat> very good during the week in their collar and tie, in their executive rooms. And you want to see them on a Sunday morning back there? without their collar and tie, on the floor with the kids? Amazing. But you know what? It's the same gift that they have in the boardroom that can hold the attention of executives, that can make people follow them and lead them, that makes them powerful with the kids. It's the same gift. Just God gives them life in different ways. What is the gift that God has given you that he wants you to use in different stages of your life? In your pamphlet, uh, pamphlet, 
in your handout, it says, how do we let the Holy Spirit help us to recognize God's work in the past stages of life? How do we see the value in the present stages of our life? And what do we need to let go of to move forward in the next stages of life? I want to encourage you today to think about your, your life. And just like Paul said to Timothy, do not let anyone look down on you because you're young. What is it that you need to think about as we head into worship now? What is God saying to you today? What gift has he given you? that might be laying dormant in you? What gift has he given you that got broken or taken away from you or laid dormant that you won't pick up because there's hurt? What does God need to break off to let that gift be fanned into flame? If we read that first scripture again in 2 Timothy 1, 5 to 7, when Paul says to Timothy, I remember your genuine faith for you share that faith that first filled your grandmother and your mother. I know that faith. We could say that of you. I know that gift that God give you, gave you. And he says, I, I remind you to fan into flame that gift that God gave you. I want to say that to you today. Would you choose to embrace life? Would you choose to embrace this gift no matter where you are, no matter what's happened? During worship, would you allow the Holy Spirit to show you how and when to embrace that at this stage of life, if the worship team would come up? So, Lord, I just pray now that as we see in your word, you never make a mistake. You always give good things to your children. And I pray now that as we move in, that you would allow us to hear you speak to us the things that you would fan into flame. Allow us to embrace the life and the gifts that you've given us. In Jesus' name, amen.